Welcome back to Never Found, Never Forgotten. I'm your host, Melanie. This week, the case I'm going to share with you is that of 21-year-old Diamond Bynum and her two-year-old nephew, King Walker. What's really bizarre about this case is that while there were a few witnesses that saw the two of them the day they disappeared, July 25th, 2015, since then, there haven't been any sightings or leads really. So it's very mysterious. It's baffling, really. It's really baffling. What makes this case different is that Diamond Bynum was diagnosed with a genetic condition called Prader-Weilly syndrome. This condition left her mentally disabled with the mental capacity of about a five to seven year old child. She had difficulty communicating with others, and her condition left her with a short stature. She was just four foot eight inches tall and a feeling of constant hunger. To put her height into perspective, my eight year old was just at the doctor and she is four foot seven, so about the, the height of an eight year old. Together, Diamond and King could not have gotten far without an adult caregiver. So where are they? It's been six years and there are no signs of them at all. Diamond lived with her dad, Eugene, and her stepmom, Suzanne, in Gary, Indiana. And they had recently moved to Gary from Hammond in February. King came to his grandparents' house while his mom, LaShan, attended class in Chicago. And that's exactly what happened on July 25th, 2015. Around 10 a.m., Suzanne put King down for a nap, and Diamond was also napping. Suzanne dozed off, too, and when she woke around 11 a.m., Diamond and King were not in the house. Suzanne called Eugene, who was at work, and told him he needed to come home immediately. And then she called the police. Diamond would sometimes wander off and search for food. Because of her genetic condition and this constant feeling of hunger, she saw out food. Suzanne thought it was possible that they may have gone to a local store. But Diamond wasn't familiar with Gary, Indiana, as they had recently moved and Suzanne noted that there was a whole chocolate cake in the kitchen ready for Eugene's birthday the next day that was completely untouched. And the kitchen was well stocked with food. They had just gone grocery shopping. Door-to-door -door searches were conducted in the neighborhood, asking if anyone had seen the pair. But no one recalled seeing them. The family began distributing hundreds of flyers and they visited local businesses to hang up flyers and try to find any sign of Diamond and King. They had some success. At a nearby McDonald's, employees reported seeing them there. They stated that they gave them food and then the two left. 
Restaurants and stores were told to be on the lookout for the two as Diamond would seek out food. The police noted that there were about 15,000 abandoned homes and buildings in Gary at the time, and perhaps Diamond and King sought out one of these buildings if they were lost and far from home. The Indiana Department of Homeland Security helped the Gary Police Department in searching the abandoned structures closest to the Bynum's neighborhood. In all, a 24-block area was searched, but no evidence was found of Diamond and King. In one article I read, Lashan Walker, King's mom, said that scent dogs had tracked them to a vacant home, but I don't know if this was in relation to this particular search. What we do know is that no evidence was found connected to Diamond and King. I will note in the same article, Lashan said that scent dogs had tracked them to a go-low gas station, and a witness there did remember seeing them. Unfortunately, by the time police got there, surveillance footage had been deleted for the day of July 25th. Eugene's theory, and what I think is a really likely scenario in the disappearance, is that King likely woke up first and wanted to go outside. And while Diamond liked to think of herself as the babysitter, She was always supervised and never left alone with King. But if King woke up first and she woke up, she may have taken him outside to play. Eugene described King as being a typical toddler who loved it when people chased him. Like I have a two-year-old niece and just this past weekend ran around in circles with her because that's what two-year-olds do. Eugene's theory is that if King ran away from Diamond and wanted Diamond to chase him, they couldn't have gotten more than a few houses away from home before Diamond became disoriented. And with her poor communication and Diamond and King being just two years old, if they needed help and sought someone out, it would be almost impossible for someone to know what they were saying. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children put up billboards along the highways in the area. Unfortunately, because Diamond is technically an adult, the police did not issue an Amber Alert. They did eventually release a mass text message to every phone number in the area. When they weren't found within days of the 25th, there was speculation that they had been abducted. Family said that with Diamond's physical and mental limitations and King's age, they couldn't have made it far on foot. But they also said that Diamond knew not to go with someone that she didn't know. Police have to consider the possibility that they're no longer in the area and are the victims of abduction. Investigators did look into sex offenders in the area surrounding the Bynum home. The family was horrified to learn that there were 21 offenders within a one-mile radius. Could this be the key to finding King and Diamond? Investigators searched into these 
sex offenders and conducted interviews, but could not find a link between any of them and King and Diamond. But then in August 2015, there was a glimmer of hope. Police announced they had a person of interest. They were searching for a 24-year-old man in connection with the case. But when police located him and later interviewed him, they announced that he was no longer considered a suspect. A silver alert was issued, and this is issued for um, elderly or those with mental or um, physical disabilities. The family was frustrated. Why hadn't this been done sooner? It should have been done immediately after they went missing. Why was there such a delay? In October 2016, the Northwest Indiana Major Crimes Task Force agreed to look at the case. And they reviewed the initial investigations, they re-interviewed witnesses, and they searched with canines. Several items were handed over to the Indiana State Crime Lab. But by 2018, the case was cold again. The family has been frustrated with the investigation from the start. They desperately want the FBI or other agencies to be brought in on the case or or to take over the investigation entirely. They expressed frustration over the fact that their phone calls go unanswered and unreturned by the police and that the police have been unwilling to supply them with the initial police report that they need to provide to private investigators that they would like to hire. There have been many rumors and theories spread online, and one is that the family is involved somehow. Police say that they have never insinuated the family is involved or suspected in the disappearance of Diamond and King. In fact, they've fully cooperated with the investigation. Another theory is that Diamond was talking to someone online and met up with them. And while Diamond did have access to a cell phone and a tablet, both devices were left behind at the house. And family said that she used those primarily for playing games. Her dad even noted that she didn't know how to read so he doubted she was communicating online with someone with nefarious motives. There have been no new leads in the disappearance of Diamond, Bynum, and King Walker in the in years. Diamond is described as being four foot eight, between two hundred and ten and two hundred and thirty-eight pounds. She's an African American female with black hair and brown eyes. She has bowed legs and walks with a very pronounced limp. Her teeth are very misaligned. King Walker was just two years old at the time of his disappearance. He is described as being three foot tall, 34 pounds. He's an African-American male with black hair and brown eyes. His hair was styled in dreadlocks at the time of his disappearance. Anyone with information on the disappearance of Diamond Bynum or King Walker can contact the Gary Police Department at 219-881-1260. That is my episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. It was a quick one. I have not been successful at making my episodes longer. I've been trying. I try. But there we are.
You can find me on Twitter at PodNever and on Facebook, Never Found, Never Forgotten Pod. I'd love to hear from you over there. Tell me what you think. Tell, you can recommend cases, whatever. I'd love to hear from you. Until next week. Bye.